Hi. How are you guys doing? It is week three of season two, and as usual, I'm happy to be here. Um, I've had a pretty good week. Not too bad, not too strenuous. Um, you know, just getting things done, being productive. And I hope you had the same, or at least very much better. Um, gosh, today's episode is a little tough. It was a little tough talking about it. Um, and while you will hear some laughter in the conversation, it's that kind of nervous laughter that happens because you really don't know how else to react. Um, this one was particularly tough for me because I was actually talking to somebody I really, really, really genuinely love who I was really close to at one point in time um, and while randomly having a conversation on, on Facebook the other day, um, she commented about her experience with postpartum depression and it was truly difficult to listen to how hard it was for her, um, how visceral this feeling is, um, the feeling women go through um, with regard to how their bodies react, how their minds react, how you feel towards your own child. Um, just I think a day ago or so, I read a story about Eastern um, Queens and mother of twin infants found dead in NYC home. She was charged with murder by the NYP. And I just want to read a small part of the story um, because of the, the, I read it and I had already recorded this episode, so uh, it, it just fell in line with what I wanted to share this week. and. As I said, it was particularly tough because anybody who knows me, they know that I love children. They know that I believe myself to be a mother. <laughs> um, if I could do anything in this world without any guilt, without any feeling of missing out, there would be no FOMO at all. It would be to be a mother. I would drop everything if I knew I could sustain my entire being my lifestyle and my son's lifestyle and my children's lifestyle. I would be a housewife, I'm telling you, and not a housewife to just stay home and do nothing, but I would just be the type of mother that is always around. Um, so in reading this story, it really was really, it, it bothered me. Um, so I just wanna read a couple paragraphs of the story. Um, So, up until the charges were announced on Friday afternoon, Dinesha Kilpatrick had been described by law enforcement sources as a person of interest in the deadly investigation. She had been taken into custody and questioned by police late Thursday. Nearly 24 hours later, police were filing murder charges against the mother. The twins, a boy and a girl just 46 days old, were found at the Woodside houses in Woodside after a cousin of their mother called 911 to request a wellness check. According to the law enforcement sources and two senior NYPD officials, responding officers found the infants unresponsive. Both were pronounced dead at the scene by EMS. 
Senior law enforcement officials said that one of the young children, a boy identified as Dallas Bentley, was found in a crib and appeared to have been stabbed. Dallas was found with a stab wound to the neck, face down with a knife sticking out of his back, sticking out the back of his neck, sorry, by firefighters, two senior NYPD officials with the knowledge of investigation, said Friday. The other infant, a girl identified as Dakota Bentley, was discovered wrapped in a pink blanket inside of a pink plastic bag under a sink after the mother pointed to the cabinet when asked. Officials familiar with the matter said she was found with no obvious sign of physical injuries. These twins were just born on March 7th. They were just about six weeks old at the time. And they were murdered. I guess one more brutally than the other, but murdered all the same. And um, there is so much judgment, even within me, with somebody who has experienced it on different ends. Um, although I can't say that I suffered really from postpartum depression, not in this grand capacity. I, gen I, I, you know, I had some crying, I, I had some feeling of lowness and that kind of stuff, but I, I worked through it as best as I could. But there's so much judgment for this woman, of course, because how could you hurt a baby, Right? you know biology is such an incredible thing babies and children are created in these shape and size that they are because it makes them less susceptible to being hurt right you want to care and love them and that's just that's just based on aesthetics we're not even talking about the fact that this human came out of you and how that feels you know, how it feels to see this little face and see this person. And, and within minutes, this human has a personality and you love them. You just love them. You just love them. Um, so it was tough compiling the information for this particular episode and... There will be more of them because I think it's something that we absolutely need to talk about. Um, Denezra Kilpatrick in New York, I really hope she gets the help that she needs. And if she doesn't forgive herself that she is somehow able to live with it, um, and that she is loved and embraced and helped because I don't think she wanted to do that. But as you would hear, it's, it's, these things don't seem to be choices, you know? Anyway, I'm going to go in to the episode in a short short but um what i want to also say before i give you the word of the day is that support is so important and i just want to say to 
the gentlemen who are listening, if you are having a baby with someone, I know sometimes it seems that it's just a lot. It just seems like, oh my God, it's always something. If this woman isn't emotional and crying, it's breast milk all over the place. Or it's this child also crying. Or all these body changes. Or she doesn't have time for me. Um, I experienced my son start being jealous. Literally jealous of the attention that my son was getting. It's tough, I understand. But I beg you to please, please... Be less about yourself at this point and support because it is literal trauma. The body goes through incredible trauma. Your mind, um, even you as a person, how you may be changing, all these things happen and it is such an existential crisis <laughs> at times. Please support. Please show love. Please show empathy. Please be patient. Because mothers need it. Women need it. We need the support. Anyway, rid of the D before we get along there. Today's rid of the D is longanimity. Longanimity. <laughs> the word means, well, it's a noun, and it's to be patient. Patient endurance of hardship, injuries, or offense, forbearance. Quote If your disdain is my humiliation, I shall, ill be able, albeit, I am well furnished with longanimity to suffer a grief that is not merely intense but protracted. Miguel de Cervantes Saavedra, 1547-1616, Don Quixote, translated by John Rutherford, 2000. I want to say a lot, but I don't know what else to say because this is a tough topic for me. Um, Listen to this conversation and... um, more is to come after this. I'll see you guys on the other side. Hey, how are you doing, girl? Uh, tired, no rest, but we could do. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. It's a lot. Uh, I mean, everybody have to do a lot right now with work yeah. and the baby, and there's a lot going on. Right. Yeah, I'm grateful yeah. for the time they've taken. I know that, um, as you said, you have you have a lot and you have 30 minutes, so you try to, you know, <laughs> make this as, as chocked full of information as possible. <laughs> right. Yeah, um, so I, I don't want to waste your time. Um, so first, I want to thank you for just being willing to share your story. Um, and, I mean, a lot of people don't talk about it, Mm-hmm. And um, I remember having a discussion with my mother about her having postpartum depression and her not realizing until years later. Um, oh, and wow. I didn't know. Yeah, it it was bad. Like um, 
you know, my mother really, really changed as a person when my brother was born. Um, okay. And I didn't know why, you know, I, I'd never understood, you know, I just, I was treated differently and she was, you know, easy to anger and all these things. Oh, Only to realize that that was the reason, you know, okay. so far. So you knew um, how to be a different person before he yeah. was born. Absolutely. Oh, wow. My mother was, you know, very loving and, you know, um, she, she was, she had no, she had patience. And when my brother was born, it, it literally, the day she came home with him, it was like a totally different person came home and it was very scary for me. Scary. Yeah. Um, and, wow. and just confusing, you know, you, you have so many confusing and conflicting thoughts. So, um, so I guess because we should start from the, from the top, like, um, how, how did you know? you were having postpartum depression? Um, well, thankfully, I have a best friend that um, she had her son about um, 10 years prior. So uh-huh. she was actually guiding me through my process. I work with her as well. Okay. You know, and um, throughout my entire pregnancy, she has been there with me, giving me guidance as so okay. Um whatever I'm going through, it's normal, it happened to her, it mm-hmm. happens to other women, and um, she did warn me that um, at some point, um, I would have maybe gone through that, and to look out for the um, the key, um, how, how you call it, the indicators, the, the indicators as mm-hmm. to what they may be, and um, she said sometimes because of the hormone changes, the hormonal, um, I may be depressed, sad, angry, mm-hmm. suicidal, all these things. And um, mm-hmm. I was actually so grateful to her because um, this topic tends to be very taboo for some reason. Your yeah. parents don't talk about it. The older generation don't talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, so... It kind of it kind of leaves us in the dark, and you yeah. know, um, trying to figure out these things, and we thinking that it's weird, or why am I thinking these horrible things toward myself or to my newborn? You know, right? So, I was actually so grateful for her to so you know just share that wisdom with me. Right, I'm really happy that you had <laughs> you had somebody was here to do that how how did it present to you like what what did you feel and, and that kind of thing now my whole thing about it uh, and I'll give you a little um preview to um it mm-hmm. setting in right I was actually totally calm throughout my entire pregnancy right as in very baseline cool calm collected because um I've had miscarriages before Right. And then uh, the whole thing about me not not being able to even get pregnant in the first place. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when I actually found out that I was, Mm -hmm. I didn't know how to feel. Right. Because next thing it doesn't stick and I get all excited. Mm -hmm. So you know what? Just remain calm. Right. And I have been that throughout the entire eight months mm-hmm. totally calm up until the day I had a manual still calm right and actually what set it off for me was not only the pain of the cesarean mm-hmm. 
and being totally drugged up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, it's the treatment in the hospital was horrendous. Post no. the baby. Right. It's like, okay, now the baby's out. Yeah. <laughs> to hell with you. <laughs> now, right. I'm not going to stop all nurses because there were some true angels that were with me. Mm-hmm. But the few that were horrendous, oh my gosh. And uh, I think that is what set off. It, it, I, I got derailed. It was a trigger. Totally, totally yeah. derailed. Yeah, that was my trigger. There was one nurse in particular. I don't know if she had it out for me. But her mm-hmm. treatment and anger toward me were totally unnecessary. Because mm-hmm. I work in the medical field. So mm-hmm. I always say the treatment I would want for myself, I give it freely to my patients. Right. You know? So to have that type of mindset and then to get the total opposite, it it, it messed with me. Right. You know, it didn't, it saddened me. And it was for some really simple, simple things in asking questions. And the treatment was horrible. Wow. And I left the hospital with my newborn, my first baby, mm-hmm. and I'm in tears because I, I was so sad and depressed with how right. I got treated. How you were treated. Oh, no. Um, I'm really sorry yeah. to hear that. Yeah. It was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. <laughs> and to oh, me, I would so always look back at that as being, you know... Yeah, that was your main trigger. Uh, that that was the catalyst. Yeah. Because I'm thinking, okay, this is my first time ever having a baby and coming out of hospital. It's supposed to be a happy, momentous occasion and mm-hmm. to be leaving this sad. No, no. Yeah. yeah. That's a no. That's really a no. And, you know, Many people have different experiences going to the hospital. Like I didn't have a bad experience. I had a pretty, pretty okay, pretty good experience, I would say. And um, mm-hmm. but I did have an experience where, like, the nurses uh, on I think it was the next day, the, the or the day that I had my son, because I had him early in the morning. One of okay. them was ill, Ill speaking me, like you know, um, the tune was what she more hot than she sweet, because they thought I was really young. They thought I was yes. sixteen or something. So they were making, you know, these off comments and that kind of stuff. And I had to put them in their place. And it's just sad to know that these are not isolated incidents. They are people Mm -hmm. that these things are happening to. Uh, So even if you had a good experience medically and Mm -hmm. um, you did have some great nurses, is that Mm -hmm. the one or two who really do drag the flag, you know, they could affect you for a long time. Because like you said, that bout of sadness at that point um mm-hmm. carried through it did for a long time with you it did for months actually because mm-hmm. um it's it's <laughs> it's funny that you said what you said in terms of the um she more hot than sweet because i right. actually told my husband that mm-hmm. um you know what i'm going to wear my wedding ring so they know I'm not no young thing just coming to yeah. me chat, you know, because yeah. you know you have a baby face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that anymore with the sleepless yeah, night. But 
<laughs> you do, you yeah. do. But I make sure and I walk with my, my wedding ring. So I noticed mm-hmm. that for a fact that they would watch my hand and then the treatment will change. And I'm like, look at these. Hmm. Yeah. How, why yeah. is it? Because I have one more ring, I get different treatment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you so don't you know younger. if I came from. You can't just make assumptions. <laughs> well, people are here to assume. Huh? That's the thing, you know. People mm-hmm. tend to, I guess we all have prejudices or biases where, you know, we yeah. see people that we judge them based on, you know, book and cover and all of that stuff. But Right. It's unfortunate. I feel like when you are going into hospital to have a baby, mm-hmm. um, you come in there one foot in, one foot out. I mean, that's the, the, exactly. the premise, right? So it shouldn't matter whether mm-hmm. it's a young girl. Um, and if it is a young girl, I would think they need a little more attention. This is a exactly. traumatic experience and exactly. they're not ready. It, you know, they didn't want this. It's you know, but uh, at the end of the day, I guess nurses are people too, and mm. people are flawed, and you would hope that they would treat people better. You know. Yeah, but it's it's not really fair because um one of the experiences, well, not it didn't happen to me directly, but I was appalled at mm-hmm. that nurse's behavior. It was um I think closer to one one o'clock in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. all of us at that particular um side of the ward I'm guessing is um post surgery right recovery mm-hmm. right so we are in a lot of pain highly drugged so I'm guessing the mom could not get to her baby in time mm-hmm. this baby was crying and in this proceeded to yell out oh um you a wicked, you a wicked mother. You a wicked mother. Why have the child balling like that? You're wicked and you want to make child people like you shouldn't have children. I'm like, what? How wow. Could you say something like that? I started wow. to cry. It wasn't even me. I, <laughs> I have no words. Never end up in a situation like that. You know, because... You're in so much pain to even get off of yeah. it. Yeah. Depending, a... on, depending yeah. on the circumstances of the birth, I mean, you might be very sore, you might be able to walk, or, or, or simply tired. There's so many things, like, so many variables to apply there. And hmm. I can't understand why it would be okay to say something like that. Exactly. On a yeah. on a ward, it's not like she got up and left the baby. You know what I mean? It, yeah. Uh, that's so, so that's so unfortunate. Because yeah. to be honest, I uh, I always wanted to have two kids, uh, but uh, mm-hmm. see that experience, <laughs> I I don't think I want to go back there. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Really and truly. I mean, you never know how much better the other the other circumstance may be but um <laughs> i mean now you're in a place where you still have to think about it because everything is still fresh <laughs> everything is still fresh baby boy is, is still still baby boy you know yeah yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. I, I mean i know you you went through emotions and that kind mm-hmm. of thing um 
uh, how how was it like like did you have to did, did your husband recognize anything or anything like that that would make it apparent that this was going on um actually before i had my son i made sure and i told dion i told him i was like um okay just in case because you know my personality if it is mm-hmm. you see that I'm down a lot or i'm mm-hmm. depressed angry and i gave him the the different signs to look out for i said mm-hmm. if it is when i'm noticing these things help me or get me help yeah so i yeah. made sure because he wasn't privy to these things before Mm-hmm. Right, so I made sure and I told him beforehand. So when it is I did start to display the different symptoms, he was able to pick mm-hmm. up on it immediately. Right, and okay. he was able to help. So he he knew automatically. Okay, um, give her a lot more help with regards mm-hmm. to he's crying. He would get up and see about um the baby. Or just mm-hmm. do things to make me happy, even if it's something right. that I, uh, you know, something snack-wise that he knows I uh, that I like, or or playing mm-hmm. a certain song that I like, anything to make mm-hmm. me cheer up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's so um, nice. <laughs> Look how my friend grew up now. <laughs> yes, Dion. <laughs> I'm yeah. so proud of him. So so proud of him. No, he he has grown up so much having his son and I I'm glad to see the changes. I'm proud of him. <laughs> He's awesome. a daddy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's a daddy. And the virus such a daddy's boy. Oh my gosh. Really? Oh, gosh. So nice. Everything. Daddy's oh, wow. life. <laughs> That's so nice to hear. I'm really, really proud of you guys. You guys did good. You guys did yeah. really, really good. We came a long way. We came a long, long way. I know. I know. I mean, one of the one of the things that happened. I think it was a conversation I was having on social media where it is you would have told me, well, yes, this is what I was going through and yeah. that kind of thing. Because I feel like a lot of us don't quite. We hear about it, but I don't mm-hmm. know how real it is to people yeah. when we talk about it. You know, I, yeah, I yeah. can't say that I have experienced it. Um, I had a couple bouts of crying, but okay. I didn't have a very supportive partner. So I just kind of was like, okay, let it out and let it right. go kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, did you feel, did you feel like you had any, and, and let me know if I'm asking too much um, mm-hmm. of you to detail um, your journey. So, I mean, you started feeling sad, and then did you get ever get to a point of where you felt like self harm um, or um, and post those feelings oh. climbing out of it? How was that mm-hmm. for you? Um, yes, definitely. Um, I went through if the different phases, one of crying. For everything, literally everything, I would watch yeah. a commercial with a kitten meowing, and I would start a ball on the place. Oh no! 
Yeah. Cry. Cry for every little thing. Everything was sucking me off. I, I don't know. But hormones. Hormones. Yes. Hormones. Right. If I see somebody smile and there's an old person, I'll start to cry. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. So it went from oh, that wow. <laughs> it went from that to the more severe emotions of self-harm. That's when the sleep deprivation started to set in. Right. Because um, I had a, a hard time at first breastfeeding. Right. Right. So um, the baby's latch, it wasn't too good. Mm-hmm. Um, he was going to the nipple rather than the entire areola. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was basically brought to the point where I was bleeding, and yes. it was excruciating yeah. pain. And then mm-hmm. he was a fussy one where he would cry relentlessly. No, relentlessly. So I, I'm not too sure if he wasn't getting enough milk from me. Mm-hmm. He was a hungry little chap, so he would. <laughs> wall just scream mm-hmm. and I remember when Dion had to go back out to work and it was just me and my mom and eyeballing the baby mom trying to console the both of us oh no <laughs> because I'm watching the lactation pamphlets and watching the mother and the baby mm-hmm. and the baby and the mother smiling on I fling it because I'm like that is not this reality is happening yeah. Why is why isn't this happening for me? My baby not smiling with me. My baby balling and I just lost it. Oh no! <laughs> my recovery as well. It was pretty. It, it it was a hard one because apart from being swollen, mm-hmm. my my legs were swollen like elephant feet. <laughs> Right, yeah, really, yeah. really bad swelling, and that um, continued after your pregnancy, yes, uh, for about Ouch. a month. Yeah, oh. so I couldn't, I could have hardly felt my legs, it, it was gotcha. pretty bad. Oh, um, then I had a, a major surgery even before the C section. Mm-hmm. Right, it's a lot of healing going on in my stomach area. So it's yeah. got to see constant pain, constant pain, as well as the C-section um, incision. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up developing something called a hematoma. Oh no! Right? What? Yeah. So that's where blood would have collected under. Yeah. So they had to reopen it, drain it, and I had to go back to hospital. So this is from a remote support of Spain every single morning for two months. Wow. So I mean no wonder. Yeah, you you yeah. have I mean that those are condi- I mean in addition to the hormonal changes, right? Those yeah. are conditions that would make anybody lose it. Oh yeah, that would oh, make yeah. you feel you know out of control. Like when yeah. do I rest? Exactly, because I literally did not sleep a wink for about three weeks straight. No sleep, none. 
just going, going, going. We almost ran off the road one of the days going to hospital because it it was really tough. It was really tough. So, yeah. So all of those conditions combined got Mm -hmm. me to the state of the depression to the point of wanting to commit suicide it it was really bad because I'm like uh this is what I've been wishing for all these years uh, why mm-hmm. why am I why do I have to go through these things yeah. that you know why me you always go mm-hmm. through that point of why me yeah. you know yeah and you're not thinking straight because lack of sleep and then mm-hmm. all these things happen and I still drugged up mm-hmm. because of it. so much pain. So yeah, I I was delusional. I yeah. was highly, highly delusional and with a screaming baby it, it doesn't help. It um, doesn't. It doesn't at all. Yeah. I remember that time too. He was just screaming all day. All mm-hmm. And I had I I did not get any rest, and I just remembered thinking, <sighs> and this is really bad. This is re- this is so bad. Um, good time. Yeah, I remembered thinking maybe maybe if it is I throw him over the balcony, and I'm like. Thinking about it now, I, I get a, sh- a, a shaken because it's like, why why yeah. would I even think something like that? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I felt even so it, it, It's like this thought is just, the thought just comes barreling through your head. It, yeah. Without even, it's not mm-hmm. even you thinking about it. It just occurs. Yeah. So... <laughs> I feel so I'm feeling so bad to even say that, but the thing is it it happens because I remember talking to my best friend as well, telling mm-hmm. her I'm like, please, please don't judge me, please, but I'm mm-hmm. having these bad thoughts toward my baby because mm-hmm. I just thinking about either smothering him or you know, throwing him somewhere mm-hmm. and she's like, she's like, Jay, don't beat up yourself about it. She's like, these things happen. They do happen. You are not yeah. weird. You are not crazy. You are mm-hmm. highly sleep deprived and a bit, a little bit delusional because of mm-hmm. the hormones and everything racking through your system. This is not right. normally you. So she's like, this is not normally you. We know it's the hormones and the sleep yeah. deprivation. Yeah. So just with her, you know, um, saying these things is like, okay, okay, so I'm not crazy, okay? Yeah. I have someone that actually can relate. And even me. just knowing that other people have felt this too, so it's it's like you know you, you're not judging yourself so harshly because i think a lot of people that's why they don't talk about it right because yeah, exactly that you you're thinking horrible things you know what you're thinking isn't right mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. nobody is saying that listen these thoughts occur yeah and here is what to do you know 
Exactly. Because what she did tell me to do, she said to ask my mom mm-hmm. to take over for a little right. bit, at least to get some rest. Mm-hmm. Or to just come out of, of, you know, that setting for a bit. Just right. to relax, have some me time, even if it's to take a longer shower than usual. Or to just sit quietly, have a meal by myself, but just to come out of, of the constant of the baby crying and being frustrated. Mm-hmm. So she told me to get, get a bit of assistance and help, and that mm-hmm. should help a bit to right. that that feeling and that thought and it actually did because I told my mom that you know mm-hmm. I, I experienced a bit of postpartum and mm-hmm. you know she helped out as well because um Dion at that point had he had to go back out to work right he wasn't able to be there to really you know help out as much yeah, as before as so that helped a lot. That helped greatly just to take myself out of that situation. Yeah. I mean, that also just goes to show that support is just so important. You know, um, many people have children and they don't quite have the support you hope for, you know, and we kind of all expected to just figure it out because, you know, yeah. you're a mother now. So, <laughs> you know, get it done type of exactly. deal exactly exactly oh, gosh so as much so as when did I, you know you were getting better um let me see possibly within three the third or fourth month i wasn't mm-hmm. as emotional so uh, right. that, <laughs> that was a serious indicator to know okay okay well uh, more hormones <laughs> balancing back out because everything right. would set me off. I'd be angry and I'd snap, especially I'd snap a lot at, at Dion, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I started to act a bit calmer, more rational, mm-hmm. <laughs> rationalizing my thoughts and my actions. So I was like, okay, uh, I'm starting to get a bit better. And as well as um, being able to more get into mommy mode, I knew what to do, different cries, okay, how to pacify him, how to handle Mm -hmm. myself better, you know, so all of those things, I I think, um, yes, I knew I started to get a bit better mentally, physically, emotionally. (laughs) I'm so happy that you even got there in the first place that you got better because um even you describing it like I can't imagine you as a you know as a snappy angry person I've known you all my life as a happy go lucky <laughs> woman so um I it's probably yeah. it was bad it was really bad because <laughs> uh, like um I tell my friends the harsh truth because um I have a friend, they, they actually looking to get pregnant right now. And um, they asked me, you know, how is it? <sighs> well, this only ended because 
<laughs> we had some technical difficulties, but more than any technical difficulties, she has a baby to see about, a newborn, well, relatively newborn, and so she had to go. Um, I just want to thank you, Jimmy, for telling your story. I really appreciated it, and um, I'm sure people who are listening, I'm sure you guys will appreciate it as well. I am sure that you guys will be more cognizant of the things you say to women who just had babies or who have decided after having children not to have any more. Or um, when you hear stories of people committing suicide or self-harm or um, hurting their children, that you would be a lot more empathetic and ask more questions to understand what the person's state of mind may have been because it's super important to understand that on a general basis people don't want to hurt their kids they also don't want to be frumpy and sad and you know unhappy they don't want to seem as if pregnancy is a burden or that the child is a burden but something else is happening within that person's body and that person's psyche that they have very little control over. And many of us can barely handle our day-to-day operations at home or at work. But we expect people who went through traumatic experiences to just be able to bounce back because their name is mother. It doesn't work that way. And so I'm asking you this week to just be a little more reflective. Hug a pregnant person. Okay, maybe not. <laughs> Don't get slapped. But be a little more empathetic and understanding. And reach out to somebody who you think may be going through some things. If you know somebody who's had a newborn or a baby recently and, you know, they've been struggling, cook something, send it over, offer to come and hold the baby for a little while so they can get a nap. It takes a village, and the village is not just about raising the baby, but also supporting the mom, also supporting the parents, because it's super important for these people who are supposed to be raising this child to be happy, balanced, and healthy. An unhappy mother, an unhappy father, is not going to result in a, in a happy child. It just doesn't work that way. So if you can lend support to someone today, do it. If you can lend support just by listening, do it. And if you know of any resources where people can go to get help, please reach out and give it to them because you can help save someone. You may be able to save a baby's life or just improve the quality of life that they may be having. Have a fantastic week, guys. <laughs>